Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of Last Heart Left. I'm Rosin. I'm Marie. I'm Trey. And we are here today to talk about the most controversial thing to ever happen in 2019. That is a lie, Star Wars just came out. We're not here to talk <laughs> about that though, and honestly, thank God. What? Why am I here then? Oh, I don't know. You're the biggest Star Wars fan I know, Marie. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're just constantly talking about Star Wars, it's amazing. Um... No, we're here to talk about uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, also known as Pokemon Swish Swoosh, as every time I see that acronym, I want to call it. Um, and uh, yeah, it came out in early November? It's been like a month, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that, give or take. Yeah, yeah and like, uh, like, we've all, you've both been, well I know Marie, you've been a trick, did you beat it? No, actually, I okay. didn't. You're a fake fan. Get the fuck out of it. No. Um. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I, you know, went out to the 9 p.m., you know, opening release night. So, actually, I'm the biggest fan here. I'm like, wait, did you? Yeah. What was that Because that's like? why I... What wow, is it? Wow, dumb idiot went to the roof and didn't even finish the game. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's, like, kind of, like, funny because I picked it up early just so I could talk about it on episode one. And now I didn't even finish it going into episode three. It's amazing. Well, um, I think it's only fair to talk about it with, like, to, before we even talk about the game itself, like, talking about the history with the series, which um, I feel like is probably going to be, like, pretty similar to anyone listening to this who also has history with the series, because it was, like, a phenomena for our generation. <laughs> um, like, did we all start with the first gen? I sure did. I did. I did. Okay, yeah. I know, like, we have some people in our friend group who are young enough that, like, they didn't. Pause, <laughs> uh, viewers. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Gen Z. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, I guess, like, I I'll recap mine quickly and then uh, tricking recap yours, because uh, I think we both talked about a little bit in episode one, and then we'll give Marie, you can have your chance to talk about what it meant to you when you were a kid. Um, I played through Gen 1 like everyone else did and, like, was part of the whole like big boom of like oh my god this is amazing this is the best thing ever and then gen 2 came around also really good much much improved sequel uh gen 3 is like probably in my heart like gen 3 is like the peak of like when i cared the most about that stuff um i was the cool kid in my group at school who went to the dumb event and got the stupid ticket things for my copies of ruby and fire red <laughs> that let me do all the cool shit in the islands and catch all the legendaries and shit that you couldn't otherwise catch um so like yeah and then gen 4 came around and i was really excited still but like i think i was starting to like want different things out of video games as i was getting a little bit older especially like rpgs and stuff especially in terms of like story um and i was really excited and you know obviously as a kid trying to save up money and then I got to buy, I bought Diamond, and I didn't like it. I just thought it was too similar, and I was kind of like, oh, I saved up all this money, and it just kind of feels like the same game again, and I was kind of bummed, and like it kind of put me off the series for like a while. Uh, I was a little bit more curious about black and white and stuff, because I remember people saying like, oh, the story's way better in this one, and like I checked out a playthrough, and I wasn't super impressed with what I saw. Um... And I just kind of didn't try for a while. Like, I borrowed a copy of X from a friend, and I was like, this is neat, but, like, it didn't really grab me. Um, 
And then when Sun and around the time Sun and Moon came around, a little bit after, and everyone was talking about it, I was like, you know what? I think I kind of feel like playing one of these again and just kind of like, even if it isn't exactly what I'm looking for, like this seems a lot cooler and like maybe they're doing some cool stuff with it. I think this would be the good time for me to jump on. And everyone's like, just wait because Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are coming out. And I was like, okay, I'm going to wait for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Um, and actually before that, I should say, I really was interested in uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, but then everyone who I know and trust video game opinions of was like, wow, this game sucks. <laughs> so um, I did not buy them. Um, and then when Ultra Moon and Ultra Ru or Ultra Moon and um, Ultra Sun came out, people didn't really seem to like them either. And I was like, well, fuck. Uh, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait for the ones they put out on the Switch. And that will, like, clearly that's going to be, like, the really good jumping on point, and there's, like, no one will possibly be mad about those. And I was wrong. So, <laughs> but nevertheless, I ended up going for it, and I'm happy I did, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Trick, why don't you, you recap your um, <laughs> history? Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I started with Yellow, I remember as my first Pokemon game, but also I was like five and I had just come from Korea and I didn't really know how to speak English. So like that game, I mean, I got to the E4, but I never like was able to beat it because I only ever used a Pidgeot and I kept getting my ass kicked by Lorelei. So that was as far as I ever got with Pokemon Yellow back in the day. And then like, as I was, you know, getting older, I like bought like Pokemon Silver, which I liked a lot more. Because by then I knew more English. So I think like Gen 2 left a bigger impression on me. And then, you know, I bought like almost all the games. I think by Diamond, I had actually thought, oh, maybe I should use like an entire like team of six Pokemon instead of just using one. So I like Diamond a lot, I think, for that reason. Um, I think, I don't know why, around the time like when Black and White came out, I think I was like starting to fall like, or. I was starting to become like pretty uninterested in Pokemon. Didn't help that like I didn't like at the time I didn't really like a lot of the Gen 5 designs. But what is it? After like the 3DS came out X and Y, like I bought that. Didn't play Oras because yikes. That oh my god. Oh I got a phone call. Hold on. Oh no. Well, well, that's happening. Marie, do you want to tell us your history with the series? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I also started with um, Red and Blue. Didn't... Um, I mean, I, I had a good time. Uh, I think I, I, at the time, the, the Pokemon animated series came out, and I was, like, obsessed with that. Oh, yeah, same. And so, I, I, while I don't actually have that many good memories of actually playing Pokemon Blue, the animated series, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, remember playing Yellow, Gold and Silver, super got into it. Um, Ruby and Sapphire are very, very special to me. Uh, they were my favorites for the longest time. And then I'll, well, wow, okay, well, it's my turn now, Trick. Why yeah, not? you spoiled your chance. Okay, that's fair. Um, I got a DS kind of later, so I didn't really get into, you know, the Diamond, Pearl, Platinum series. I understand why people like it. I'm kind of waiting for just uh, a remake of that myself so I can play it. Oh, God, those are coming up probably, huh? Yeah. I did die, I hope. Line, Although I hope they're better than Ross. 
Um, had a really great time with Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Actually, my favorite games of the series. Um, black and White were okay. Didn't really get too into it. Played Black and White 2, liked it. X and Y, mm, disappointment. Although I liked it more than a lot of people did. Aras was major disappointment because I was super hyped for it. Because I'm like, oh, I love the remake of Heart Gold and Soul Silver. This is going to be good. And, um, Sun and Moon was really fun. Never played Ultra Sun and Moon because I'm just kind of like, it's like a rehash. So. Nah. Uh, skip the Let's Go, then played Sword and Shield. So, uh, I pretty much played Let's every go generation. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, All right, Jake, off to you. Yeah. So I guess back to me. I just realized I didn't like go over some of the remakes. Yeah, like I played Fire Red. You know, it was okay. I mean, I guess it was a a nicer way to for me to experience Gen One because you know didn't really understand what I was doing in Yellow. Um, I also, you know, played, uh, Soul Silver, which is, those are my f- favorite, um, uh, remakes in oh, yeah. the entire the series, because it's so good. But, like, uh, yeah, I played X, it was, mm. um, yeah, and then I played Moon, skipped out on Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, because, eh, I think it was, like, too soon to, like, uh, play those games again and then yeah i didn't play let's go either because uh, i didn't really care about the way they kind of designed that game so i guess that's it i also i mean yeah i guess for the main line that's it Something you wish. oh no phone call hold on <laughs> oh my wait is that your f- that's oh no that was God. a joke i'm sorry i just wanted to be an asshole because he didn't mute your phone uh, i wish that was your ringtone that would have been better actually no. <laughs> i just wanted to make fun of trick <laughs> um yeah i mean that covers where we're at i think that i think we're all allowed to say we're veterans i don't yeah. know why i pronounced it like that um, <laughs> veterans veterans <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess speaking of British accents. Oh, so, oh yeah. So, Sword and Shield yeah. get announced, and they're, you know, it's the UK. Oh. Yay. Yay. And, um, I, okay, so I think y'all probably followed the news for this, because, like, I didn't really, like, start following this or, like, really get interested in it too much until, like, like a month or two before it came out and i think that was when a lot of the like discussion going around this game started to really boom into the mainstream like video game discussion in general so what i I guess like just following like the reveal of it because wasn't it revealed in early 2019 even too oh my gosh i don't even remember because like you i it was kind of like yeah, it's announced, and I kind of keep tabs on it, but I didn't follow it too deeply. Yeah. I just remember the first reveal when I, I, I looked it up, like, oh, what what day was it first revealed? And it was <laughs> shockingly recent compared to um when it actually came out. Let's see. Was it last year's E3? No. Mm, I, can't, I really can't remember. <laughs> Was it an E3 or like a di- uh, well direct? Yeah, because yeah, or maybe it was a direct. Yeah, it was yeah. a 2018 direct. It looks like okay. 
Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Only like a year then, huh? Yeah. So. Mm. Huh. Um, yeah. So, I guess when... Because it felt like there was also a time, too, where I saw a lot of disappointment around the game, or at least how it was looking in general, and then that evolved later into, like, the weird vitriolic thing that it became. Uh, oh, it. Yeah, like... <laughs> like, I mean, when you two were seeing everything about it, were you like, oh, this looks cool, or were you kind of like, eh, I'm not really feeling it? Like, how, how did you feel just from all the pre-release stuff going into it? I was I... gonna buy it regardless, because it's a Pokemon game, and I know that's probably bad. <laughs> attitude to have but i mean i didn't think it looked terrible i think a lot of those um i think a lot of those concerns had bases you know like i understood where they were coming from but i also thought some were really really nitpicky and you mm. wouldn't even find them unless you're specifically looking for them yeah i mean i i kind of felt like i guess the same way like when people when like people were complaining about the decks and stuff i didn't care like it never like, I don't know, like, the whole, like, oh, not every Pokemon is available thing, like, and? Like, that's how I always, like, felt about it. Like, I don't use almost every Pokemon. Like, I guess for some people, you know, like, maybe they have, like, feel a lot, have a lot of sentimental value for certain Pokemon. So, like, those ones being excluded out of Sword and Shield might, you know, kind of suck for them. But, like, beyond that... Or, like, aside from maybe, like, competitive battling people, like, I didn't really understand what, like, the big problem was. To, to be know. honest, I caught a little over 200 in my playthrough, and by the time I had reached that, I was like, this is exhausting. I, like, I, I get the people that want to go out of their way and, like, do the completionist thing, but, like, for, for in this case, like, I cannot. It is, oof, it is too much work for me. <laughs> um, so... Interestingly enough, after catching quite a bit of Pokemon, I, after a point, I was like, oh, I kind of wish there were more Pokemon in this game. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I don't need every single one of them. What is there, like 800 now? I don't even know. There is, but, I think, almost 900. Oh, I think something like Yeah, that. like, that's a lot, you know? But mm -hmm. I, I can understand why people are upset. Not all the Pokemon are in. I kind of wish... You know, they released more content where they put more Pokemon in. Bring but... back Magmar. Boober. 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 <laughs> okay, Boober. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, no. For those of you who are unaware, Magmar's name in Japan is Boober, which is the funniest fucking thing. And I think they're cowards for changing it, honestly. Gee, <laughs> why would they call it that? I don't even know. Uh... uh... No, um, yeah, like, me going yeah. into it, I was like, okay, I get that people are concerned, but also, like, I think my thing is that, like, I've, in general, just kind of always wished that the series was a little less formulaic, and I feel like I've, I, I feel like I've always kind of approached the series from this point of, like, I already kind of know that this isn't fully for me or necessarily what I want out of, like, an RPG thing like this, so I... I didn't even feel like really, like, even felt like it was my place to even complain about anything or be like, oh, like, I think this is weird because, like, this just isn't my series. Like, I feel like I feel like I'm at someone else's house when I play these, you know, <laughs> um, like, I'm not going to complain about the food you're serving me because I'm just like, 
I don't know. I feel like an asshole. It's, it's not really my my territory that I'm I'm not in my comfort zone. Um, but at the same time, like I do think that I don't know. Like I I guess I understand the like frustration. Like oh, this is moving on to Switch, and I wish it was a little bit more or something like that. Because especially too, and I know that this is a very specific problem to me because literally everyone else and their mother has been playing these nonstop and plays like every single one. Mm-hmm. Um. I was really hoping that this would be more of a jumping on point to be like, hey, maybe for like people who played these when they were younger and want to get back into them now, like, hey, this is a this is a good point to kind of jump back in and kind of see how the series has progressed and evolved over time. And in some ways it kind of was that, in other ways I wish they went a little further with it. I think that they introduced some cool stuff here that I'd like to see them fleshed out more. And to be honest, like I mostly really enjoyed the game from what I played. Well, I guess we're getting more into the game itself now, but um, like I, I mostly really enjoyed playing the game, but also just based off the preview, like press coverage stuff, I wish this was more of a... Oh, God, I'm going to say the word. I wish this was more of an evolution in some ways. <laughs> hey, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I didn't really know what to think going in, but I was like, yeah, I'm good. I, I think it's about time I give another one of these games a chance. So... Let's first talk about what starter did y'all choose? Sobble. Uh, oh, oh. Look at, look at oh. this guy. Oh, I know. And Score Bunny Squad. You know squad who's my here. buddy? The Score Bunny. Hell yeah. Score Bunny Squad. Oh, yeah. I can't I'm believe. Just here by myself with we, Sobble. We should well, probably there's no one have... here in the Grookey gang, so who cares? I was about to say, we should have probably gotten some Grookey representation in the house tonight, but I don't know anyone who picked Grookey, I don't think. I thought Matt picked Grookey. Oh. He did. Okay. The stick monkey. Matt Matt could not make it because I believe work happened tonight, So, but we invited him. Yeah. Should... <laughs> Honestly, no Grookey should... gang tonight. Yeah, I know. Imagine having a job. What the fuck? No. Um... <laughs> so... I, and honestly, I wish that we could have someone to talk about Grookey's capabilities because the only time I ever encountered Grookey or his evolutions, I just killed them in one hit because Hop doesn't oh. know how to pick a good starter. Oh um, man, but elemental advantage, my dude. <laughs> oh, it comes to so his smart. face as he says that every single time. Oh my god. Uh, oh. I guess we should set this seven up. times. Not enough. I, I guess we should set up the premise of this game for the probably. F- minority of people listening to this who don't know about it and also by the way uh we are going to go into spoilers i guess just this is going to be a spoiler filled discussion we're just going to talk about our experience with the full game um basically it is a very similar premise to a lot of the games that came before in some ways where you are a young child uh you get to create your character at the start like i believe that's kind of how it works with like the modern games now you're not really a set person really oh with character customization i believe that came in with uh, x X and y Y? yeah and um you are just some you're living in some bumfuck nowhere town with a bunch of (laughs) wulo which are sheep uh near a mysterious forest that always is foggy literally right next to your house (laughs) literally right next to your house um and you have a best friend named Hop, who happens to be the little brother of the current champion of the region, which I am forgetting the name of. Leon. Galar. Or... No, no, yeah, Galar. Oh. I remember Galar. I remember Leon. I can't ever forget I that know. asshole's cake. 
Did I say cake? I meant cape, but... Um... Oh, you know, the cake that he wears on his <laughs> yeah, back. The cake on his back with all the brands on it. <laughs> um... <laughs> Network cake. <laughs> Network cake. <laughs> um... Yeah, and you both get sponsored by Leon to partake in this region's, um, what's, what is it, is it just called the Gym Challenge? Gym Challenge, I think? Yeah, yeah which yeah, is... something like that. So, like, this, correct me if I'm wrong, but this seems like a much more formalized approach than in the other games, where, like, I was always under the impression as a kid that any asshole who had, like, a team could just go into any of the gyms and be like, hey... I want to challenge you and get a badge. This seems like you need to sign up for it. You need a sponsor. You need to do it in a certain order. Like I, I think yeah. it has to do with a lot of um, how the Gala region does, you know, Pokemon gym battles and like the league stuff in general because it's seen more as like a sport with the big stadiums. Yeah, with the worst crowd to, like, chance of all. No, like <laughs> like one of the one of the funniest like tweets I saw regarding Pokemon was someone saying, you know, old Pokemon gangs finding a gym leader is going to like the back of an abandoned planet fitness and beating someone up. <laughs> this one, you're fighting someone in, like, a stadium. It's a sport. It's a spectacle. It's cool. Yeah. And also, so, yeah. yeah, like, all the gyms are literally just stadiums, which is, which is, I think, a really neat take, too. It's super hype. It really sets the mood, and I love it. I think that's one of the strongest points of the game. Yeah. Um, I also thought, so... The the way I've at least seen it talked about, and even my memories from the first three generations, the like the main core of all these games has always been like, okay, you're gonna go through eight gyms, and then you're gonna fight like the elite four or like whatever team at the end, and then you're gonna fight the champion, and you're gonna be the champion. Uh, somewhere along the line, there's always stuff involving like a criminal team, uh, and also you have a rival. Like there's there's a bunch of different subplots that kind of all tie together throughout the main journey this one more than a lot of others recently it seems like really focuses on the gym stuff and they've flushed it out appropriately like all of the gyms now instead of just being like i guess like kind of miniature jrpg rpg dungeons where you fight trainers as you go through like a little tiny maze thing they all have their unique gimmicks and challenges associated with them some of them i thought were better than others yeah yeah I think, ironically, my favorite one is just the fairy one because of how goofy it is. Oh, the fairy one's <laughs> yeah, really good because it's so stupid. Yeah, it's just, it, you are literally, literally the gimmick is that the gym leader is really old and looking for a replacement, so it's like a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> but it's and, also really funny because of how much personality she has in the questions that she asks you. Yeah, she, she asks you at one point. Now... <sighs> My understanding, so at the at her final question, and also keep in mind, depending on how you answer the questions, your Pokemon get buffed or debuffed, <laughs> which is really funny, too. Um, I believe at the end of her thing, she says, uh, how old am I? And you can either say, like, 85 or 16 or something it's like that. It's 88 or 16, yeah. Does she get mad at you no matter what you say? No, no like I, actually... if you if you choose eighty eight, she gets mad because she's mm -hmm. like, "Well, you didn't have to say it." Yeah, and I, I believe if you choose sixteen, then she's like, "Okay." Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was has, like a laugh about it. I was thinking that the joke was gonna be like, "Oh, you're you're gonna get it wrong no matter what because sixteen <laughs> is the wrong answer, but it's nice, and eighty eight <laughs> is the right answer, but it's mean." Um, no, I thought that was really fun. Some of them, I was kind of like, "Okay, this is whatever." Um. I think the 
rock one where you can't see anything and you need to slowly walk around the pitfalls got i don't oh, think that worked as intended and i just I... got annoyed <laughs> oh right you have uh you have sword don't you yeah, yeah. i do oh yeah i forgot okay. two, of, two of the gyms are different I, th- I think it's basically the same yeah. gimmick because it, it was like that for the ghost and the fighting one also oh, the okay. same gimmick with the teacups and, yeah, but yeah that one's really annoying um, wait, for, wait for the rock one. You had like limited uh, sight. You, it was like a sandstorm, and you needed to use like dowsing rods to like. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So for the ice one, it's you know ice on the ground, and then you, you use a dowsing rod instead. Yeah, yeah. it's the same fall. thing, just different skin. Yeah, and then like at the end, there's like a blizzard at that point, so again you can't see. Oh yeah, you both have shield, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, um, what else was I going to talk about? Do we want to talk about, well, actually, I guess, what, did y'all have any favorite gym leaders or things in general? Just, like, okay. challenges? Okay, let me say, I, okay, after X and Y, and, like, I'm, I feel bad because I don't really remember the Kahunas from Sun and Mood, but I actually really like the gym leaders in this game, and I loved how all of them had trainer cards and, like, an additional trainer card that you could get from post-game. Like, they had a lot of personality, they were just they were fun but they other than that they didn't really do much with them and i wish they did um let me see which one yeah i i guess like compared to like sun and moon and definitely x and y there's a little bit more going on i kind of almost wish that they didn't do the split gyms because i feel like those four characters like via alistair melanie and uh gordy like because they don't the game didn't really bother to account for like the difference in like the main story so they don't show up at all yeah i wish they could at least show up post game yeah or like something because i guess they probably didn't have the time to like add them into the game somehow aside from their gym battles nah man exclusives Eh. yeah Um... i don't think it was really worth it then honestly but gym leaders that I liked, I liked Piers and Raihan a lot. I thought they were fun. Oh yeah, Piers is cool. Piers has, yeah, yeah, Piers... and he is actually pretty involved in the game. Yeah, he becomes your weird buddy in the, <laughs> <laughs> like in that towards the end. There, it's like, really weird. What is it? Shoutouts to Raihan because, like, you know, I just thought, oh, he's the dragon guy, but then like you fight him, he's like, wait, he's the dragon and the sandstorm guy. Like, yeah, because his gimmick is all yeah. about weather. Yeah, and I was like, yo, this game got me for a sec. I mean, I beat his ass anyway, but, like, it got <laughs> me for a sec. The the only times I really felt challenged in the game were, well, I guess, I guess from the gyms, were, um, I really went into the, uh, I almost said, I, I really want to say Nemissa because of fucking Soul Hackers, and I'm sorry, the Nessa <laughs> gym, because, like, you know, early game and I chose the fire starter, and um, the only, like, electric type I had was Chin Chow. Um, so that was Hell my yeah. bad, but I mean, I still made it on my first go. Uh, and then, yeah, Raihan gave me a little bit of trouble, but I, I managed to wiggle my way into still winning. Uh, and also, I at mean, that I... point, I have, like, infinite revives because I kept finding them on the ground in the wild area, so. I didn't really have trouble with any of the gym leaders because this game makes you so overleveled anyway. Oh, it does. It really it, does. It's, like, to a ridiculous amount. Like, I know the past games also had XP share, and you could pretty much overpower the gym leaders but this one's just ridiculous because you can't even turn it off I... and the only way oh yeah carry on 
Oh no, as you say, the only way that I could um really keep a more even level team was by constantly switching Pokemon out. Yeah, that's also what I did, except for the part where like at some point, like I told myself like I don't know, I'll use like maybe twelve Pokemon, you know, two teams of six. So I just started like catching like whatever I liked. And then at some point I realized I'm catching like and using more than twelve Pokemon. And, like, nobody's, like, properly leveled, and I'm actually just getting my ass beat by everything. So until, like, I noticed <laughs> that, I, like, had to, like... Or, like, once I noticed that, I had to slow down and, uh... See? Give you some it. kind of challenge, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun, yeah. I dug it. I dug it. I used, like, whoever. I was like, oh, you're cool. You're, you're okay. Get in. Um, And then I knew... <laughs> if I realized there was a certain gym coming up or, like, a certain challenge that I had to account for a particular type, I would change... Some, like, I would at least include one party member who would be able to account for that. Um, Like, I guess I had that Chin Chow named Deftones Tony, who I would use when I needed to fight against water. I... Listen, I name every single one that I catch, unless I accidentally hit the B button, which case it just goes with the default name and I need to go back and rename them. Um, but I mean, if someone start, like stopped pulling their weight and like stopped learning moves and I was like, okay, you had to go. Like my deli bird named Norman Reedus, who was just not, oh not an effective member of the team past a point, even well, though I kept giving yeah. him HMs. So he went the He's fuck in the box. He's just going back to Death Stranding, you know? It's yeah. Funny. He's going to the Death Stranding box. He's well, very that's successful why you there. named him Norman Reedus. Uh, yeah, oh, because he's delivery. a delivery stuff. Yeah, it's Norman Reedus. It uh, just barely fit. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. And I mean, like, even I had Morpico on my team after <laughs> I caught Morpico for, like, the whole game because it's one of, like, top five designs for, for the little critters now. Um, and honestly, like, Aura Wheel is a super, super powerful move. Um... But at the same time, Morpico is a very fragile creature who maybe I should have not had on the team, but fuck it. I made it work. Hey, I mean, any Pokemon you want to use, you make them usable. Yeah, and especially yeah. this game, you can just keep shoving candy down its throat until it gets stronger. So, Oh my gosh, yeah, there's so many rare candies in this game. My god. Yeah, just eat all of the fucking Jolly Ranchers in the world, kid. You're going to go far. Um <laughs> I, I think, though, let's talk about the wild area of it, because that was one of the main gimmicks, or well, not, not gimmicks, but, like, additions. Like, it is a full-fledged, like, new addition for the series. And, like, the one I think that was the most pushed and the most exciting, because it's, I think, the full realization of, hey, we're on a console now, we're able to do, like, a big environment like this. It... They're the wild area, like... I, I know we talked about this in, you know, last, or the first episode, but let's go well, over it I again. wasn't there. Well, yeah. <laughs> So, like, when they talked about the wild area, they made it sound like the wild area was the only place where Pokemon ran around, and, like, otherwise it was just gonna be, like, the old games where, like, you run into the tall grass and Pokemon are, you know, just, like, randomly spawn, but that wasn't the case, and, like, it happens on, like, any other route in the game where, like, they did the thing like they did in Let's Go where, like, the actual models will appear over in the tall grass and you can run into them or you could just like have a random battle if you like run around long enough so like i don't understand why they marketed it like that like because it didn't seem that 
unique, I guess. Can I be honest? I was a little disappointed, especially when I started to go through. Like, there are some routes towards the end of the game that get a little more interesting with the design. Like, there's the one that's kind of more in, like, the canyon with all the ladders and stuff. I'm like, okay, that's neat. There's, like, the icy one on the way to the, like, dark city place or whatever, and that's kind of cool, I guess. There's a fucking octopus that beats the shit out of you there. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, but... <laughs> I really kind of wish my my impression leaving this game is man I really wish they just got rid of the whole route thing altogether and just really fleshed out the wild area and that becomes the new route system and even because like obviously there's performance issues like as soon as you go online and other people start running around it fucking chugs it's really bad um even if they couldn't do that but like imagine a world where you had like five wild areas and each one of them had like three different towns in it that you could go to and like maybe they figure out a way to like make it so that you can't go everywhere in that wild area until you do certain plot stuff so you don't get like lost or too over your head but i think that would have been really cool especially with like um i mean it's a completely different series but just um a big part of the latest mario and zelda (laughs) games have been hey like here are these big giant worlds or whatever to like play around in and stuff and i kind of wish that maybe pokemon started to go that route a little bit too where they're like hey go explore and like see all these different cool environments because i think when the wild area is at its best is when i'm like oh i want to see what's in this like weird like desert part of it and then a bunch of fucking growliths are running around and i'm like yeah i love growlith and like it's all fun <laughs> and cool uh, and then you get chased around by a fucking Rhydon, and it's terrifying. Like, I think that stuff is really cool. The problem is that the game, you reach a point where you start to get towards the end of the wild area, and the game just kind of feels like it's running out of stuff to give you there, and it's like, I'm not going to spend any more time here. And then you beat the game, and then they just automatically all level up to, like, be higher. Days. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, oh, I, that's weird. I really don't like that. I wish I wish the different Pokemon in the wild area had different levels. I, I really hate how everything is just uniform all around like why it's Uh. i i also i mean i get why they do it because they want people to play the game as long as possible but i don't like and i know that this has been a problem or like a thing with the series i don't need a level 60 caterpie though oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) um i don't like the weather thing uh, or, yeah. or the fact that because I know that this has been an issue with people especially like adults with busy schedules and lives and stuff like that like oh uh, these games run off a real world clock and that affects like when things will show up and you have to mess around with your console's clock if you want to catch certain things that only come out at night or whatever and that kind of has always sucked and what they do in this game is that you have the wild area has like i think like eight different weather patterns like hail sandstorm fog rain like all this different shit and it will like each of those have different like they will impact the rates of like when certain like rare types of pokemon show up and like some of them only show up in specific areas in specific weather conditions and you just need to keep waiting on different days to see if the weather conditions are right and like that especially was when i knew like i am not catching all 400 of these little fuckers (laughs) i do not have the patience to log in every day and check and do that i just cannot do that yeah I think it would have been better if maybe the weather changed at least, like, twice a day, or there was a way, like, if you connected online or something, it would just kind of refresh the weather. Or, like, even if camping out changed it, that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah, just any way to manipulate it, like... 
Yeah, because sometimes I would day, turn on my switch and be like, oh, is it this weather? Nope, okay, I'm going to turn it off and then check yeah. another day for specific or Pokemon. Like, yeah. And also, I think it like... really sucks that you, um, I don't I don't know if people figure out exactly when everything unlocks, but you don't have every type of weather unlocked at the start of the game, which sounds really dumb to say because it's weather. <laughs> but <laughs> until you beat the game, certain weather patterns will just not show up in the wild area, I guess. And that seems kind I wasn't of even aware of that. That seems yeah, kind of unfair. Extremely stupid. Um, but, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, like, because otherwise, you know, you have to, like, fiddle with your uh, Switch's, like, clock settings. And I did. And that's the only reason why, like, I have Melanie's League card, you know, one year in the past, I guess. <laughs> while everybody else, you know, is from 2019. No, the only but, like, game that will make me actually go and mess with, like, my system's internal schedule uh, is um, Animal Crossing. This ain't it, Chief, so... <laughs> How, you get the weeds. Like, eh. Oh yeah, like I did that in like Wild World. I just set my DS clock I did to like twenty ninety nine, and it's like, oh, there's just weeds everywhere. Okay, y'all, I, I didn't go that far. I out. I actually I did it in. I remember a specific conversation in it, as a child that I was involved in, where I did it on the GameCube version of the game, and I was talking to another friend who had done it. Well, actually, it wasn't even a friend. It was just another classmate. And then later on that day, that classmate was talking to another classmate about Animal Crossing, and they were like, yeah, I changed my GameCube clock so that I could get Christmas stuff. And the other pr classmate said, cheater. And then the other <laughs> classmate started crying, and I was like, I'm not going to admit that I did that now. I don't want to be labeled a cheat. This is bullshit. And yeah, that's a fun Animal Crossing memory. Anyways, we got distracted. I got distracted. Um, yeah, I I just found the routes really underwhelming. Also, like, I know that they're probably technically on paper the same size as they have always been in all the previous games. Uh, the routes feel like they are 10 short? feet long. Yeah. yeah. I actually and don't think that's the case. No? You, you think they're actually I mean, shorter? I think they're actually shorter, and I was going to bring this up at some point, but, like, ever since they made the jump to 3D, like, in terms of map size for, like, everything, it's just been smaller. Like, Game Freak, like, you know, they're already a small studio, as is, like, they could not handle that transition well, I don't think, because, like, if you think about it, like, every single cave post X and Y is extremely small. And, like, that wasn't the case in, like, Gens 1 through 5. So, like, and I do think it applies, like, similarly with the routes, too. Like, they, I don't think, like, they are short, like, because they just don't have enough time, I don't think, to, like, design, like, a more filled-out route than, you know, like, before. I, um... I also thought that the town design in this game was very uneven. Like, Hammerlock is, like, a cool-ass big city, and, like, I get, like, the town you started is supposed to be small, so that's fine. Um, but also, there was part of me that kind of wished there was a lot larger city or, like, town areas with more stuff to do in them, like oh Hammerlock. Oh my gosh, I agree with you. Balloonly. Um, Man, that place is so pretty, but there's nothing, nothing to do there. there. I, and, like, and it's, like, the coolest-looking place in the game. So yeah, Spike Spike Myth, which and... is just a gym. <laughs> I really was hoping that the town would open up after you beat the gym leader, and then pff, nothing. Nope. 
and like even like nessa's town looks neat and like i kind of like it's like oh you go and grab seafood while you're there i'm like oh that's cute but then like as soon as you beat nessa there's never a reason to go back (laughs) it's it's kind of interesting because i I compare this game a lot to like x and y and that there is so much it could have done and they just they introduced a lot and they, they didn't go far enough with the things but it reminds me you guys um wait rosin did you play x and y no i i borrowed it from a friend and i played like probably two hours of it but that's it did you play it trick yeah i beat it all right do you remember there was like a huge city i that had like different districts oh my gosh Uh, and i kind of like the one was like the eiffel tower yeah that one yeah i kind of wish this game had something like that in it like not exactly the way that one was but like, it, they could have had a really big town where you could have, like, done a lot of stuff in, or just added more to the towns that have nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Like... It's just such a disappointment, because some, uh, some of the areas were really nice, but there's... Yeah. Nope, nothing. I will, actually make I will say, I like their, their modern urban fashion design that is actually pretty on point, at least with all the guys' outfits that I experienced. I liked the hat selection and the hoodie selection. It made me feel valid. I don't wear hats in real life, but I'll wear them in video games. I would try on more clothes, but there's, uh, they. I would have to grind for money, and you need a yeah, lot of money expensive. to buy everything. Yeah. And playing as a girl, there's more stuff to buy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, isn't like they're like a ridiculously... like shitload more of stuff if you're playing as a girl and also like it's mm-hmm. way more expensive overall like it, it costs more because there's more yeah yeah more like yeah clothes uh it's like uh, if you looked at the total amount it would cost between like guys and girls it was like a few million like puppy. i think it was like oh two God. or three million different uh, yeah it's yeah. a lot I, I don't have it in me to grind that much for yeah. money in a pokemon game for clothes also i really don't like that you can't change your gym challenger outfit and i was like oh yeah like yeah. what's the point of buying these gym outfits if like i can't wear them during that part because like i don't want to wear these like just in general and it's also disappointing too because you get a free outfit after you beat every gym too yeah, yeah and also that the the biking outfit is the most hideous thing in the world yeah, yeah. it's so ugly I wish like you can change that. the color on it but it still looks ugly i just don't want to wear it yeah. yeah yeah i would rather just be in my normal ass clothes when i'm biking around exactly i'm not running a fucking relay race on my bike i'm just biking across the bridge uh... i don't know why i need to change outfits <laughs> um uh what else can we talk about uh do y'all want to talk about um well so like it turns out that team y'all which is like oh they're the, supposed to be the set out set up oh, for like Yell. the criminal team thing they just turn out to be like the lackeys of one of the gym leaders also so, they're not really like villainous they're just really stupid they're just annoying yeah. also like this is the second time they've done that like gimmick of like they show off, oh, this is the villain team of this generation. Also, like, over to the right is, like, a the totally not evil corporation, wink. Yeah, like, I was like, kind of, I, I saw someone seeing this, and I was kind of talking with someone, like, at the the evil team of this game is actually just the gym people that gym. are working for, um, what's his Chairman face, Rose. right? Piers. Yeah. yeah. Or no, Rose. Rose? Oh, that team. Oh, that yeah. team, that team. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Team Yellstone. Whoops. 
No, like, yeah, like they're working they're, Rose. They're yeah. like a decoy for the actual evil team. That's all of yeah. the assholes that wag their finger at you, like Sonic the Hedgehog, when you fight them. Oh, yeah, and they don't even pop up till the end of the game. Yeah, no, and they have no personality. They literally just wear like the most bland ass uniforms, and they have a yeah. big elevator, and that's their claim to fame. So. <laughs> okay, so that that kind of goes into like when story stuff happened. And Leon and Sonya were like, oh, okay, no problem. We'll look into it. We'll take care of it. You just go on and do your gym job. You fucking so you stupid do. child. So you yeah. don't, you don't, like, there's so much that must go on behind the scenes, especially when, like, the Gigantamax Pokemon are popping up. They're like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. Yeah, it's like, let it's, us fight it. Like, that's yeah, it. In, in the other Pokemon games, you would be the one doing all that stuff, which yeah. was, you know, kind of fun, and then you get to experience it, and this one's like... Nope. You're kinda you, you get whatever. a you get a news clipping of like oh this here's a giant Gigantamax Berserker that was or like a you know like a Dynamax Berserker or whatever that was rampaging and Leon oh, took yeah, care of it. And, yeah, it's dumb. And it's like I kinda wish I got to do that or something, I guess. I don't know. Um I'm I'm going to um I I've told both of you this and like just laughed about this in general but like I like Sonya as a character. I think the whole subplot about her uncovering the history of the darkest day uh is just the funniest thing in the world because she keeps going to highly public places and looking at the most obvious pieces of art in the world <laughs> and being like clearly that this means this about the mythology and it's like anyone with like Half of a brain could figure this out. How has no one yeah. figured this out yet? Like, I mean, there's the one thing where, like, they uncover the thing behind the wall, which is important, which, like, okay, no one's clearly ever known that that was there before, so I get that, but, like, there's just a bunch of, like, random murals and shit and, like, a fucking burger joint, and she's like, wait, no wait one's ever thought it. about this mural in any, like, <laughs> important capacity before I showed up, and it's like, damn, so, no one in Galar so guys- cares. So you guys haven't beat the game yet. Fun fact: she writes a book at the end of the game. Oh no, I have like beat the, the game. Oh, you have? Yeah, I you didn't. Whoops. No, I, I beat it. I I, I got. Yeah, it's trust there. me. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so that's incredible. Is it a book for children? Like, or I guess it's for everybody in the Galar region. Cause it's for everyone because that's like where a... the stupid idiots sword word and shield bird show up. Yeah, but, They're and, like, that book is dumb. And they literally say that they left poor online reviews. <laughs> okay, those two are stupidly funny. Just like sword bird because of his wiggly hair. <laughs> no, I like them because they're stupid. They're really dumb, and everyone calls them weirdos, and they're like, what? How dare I you? hate how they try to make you care about them in the <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't care about them, but they're funny because they're, like, stupidly evil and ridiculous. Um, I kind of wish that the villain teams and, like, the overall plot had more to do with them than, like, leaving them for post-game. Yeah, it feels really weird. And also, like, um, can I be honest, when the thing happened where where rose started the darkest day and we had to deal with that and like that whole thing came up i was actually kind of annoyed because i was like man i would actually rather just be fighting leon right now i really don't care about this at all Um, yeah they really like back-ended that but like unlike sun and moon where like it was at least kind of cool up to a point because you like go into like the ultra beast dimension and like 
it would have been cool if you had fought like Luzamine as like a weird Ultra Beast fusion, but now she just has Pokemon. Uh, Sun and New Moon did a much better job with like yeah. the villain subplot. Also, yeah, it was still like better despite like its, you know, flaws. When Eternus came out, I was like, oh man, this would have been a really cool thing to see. Too bad about like 15 hours into the game, I joined a random person's camp and Eternatus was just there playing with a ball. Oh, that was my That's introduction sick. to the evil legendary antagonist of this game it was like I joined someone's camp and he was just playing around with the ball I was like this is amazing <laughs> I mean I had seen it because like people were sharing it online and because like the leaks and stuff so like I already knew what it looked like but I was like wow this is a very awkward introduction to what is essentially the evil god antagonist of this game uh I also don't it's weird because what the game the game is going for like a weird pollution metaphor and also like that's reflected in a lot of like the designs like the fact that um like Corsola is like a ghost now because like oh no all the coral is being harmed by like you know pollution, habitat yeah, destruction yeah. and pollution and all that yeah. and like oh um wheezing is like um like you know a giant smokestack that's like i think they even say like oh they're used to like clean the polluted air and like there's just a lot of stuff where like this game is suddenly really concerned about the environment and then like chairman rose is, has like this big plan that's like no i need to cause this massive tragedy so that to save us in the future to save us in the future and make us stop polluting i guess i don't really know i don't really yeah. get what he wants either and like like it suddenly becomes a story not about environmentalism but about fighting environmentalist like extremism that like just feels so undeserved and weird and i thought that like where the game was gonna go is like oh this is a bad way with of dealing with the problem we we're gonna come up with like productive ways instead but no it's literally just okay no we're gonna arrest rose and just not even worry about it and i went oh okay um i guess um it was, I don't know, I do not think it, it paid off well at all, and they tried to, like, work in this weird, like, heroic, like, prophecy legendary thing between, like, the two brothers and how they rose up and how, like, the legendaries with the sword and shield helped them, and I just don't think any of it really comes together, especially not with the gym challenger stuff, which I actually think is a lot more interesting than anything to do with any of that. <laughs> Oh man, the gym challenge stuff was the best part of that game. The story part was just kind of weird. Yeah, because like, I it yeah like I, w where this game starts like to make me care is like I think there's some pretty cool character stuff in this game, but like anything involving Rose, I just do not give a shit about at all. And yeah, then, I actually. Oh, sorry. Go no, on. I was just gonna say, and then like when the post game stuff happens, like. Everything just feels so rushed involving those two brothers that, like, I didn't really... By the time I started to care about any of that, it was over. <laughs> and I was done with the game, so... Yeah, because I was going to say, uh, speaking of characters, it's really interesting how you have... You you have three rivals in this game, you know? You have Hop, you have Marnie, and you have Bede. And, like, Marnie and Bede are interesting because by the end of the game, you know, they become gym leaders in their own right. Um, Hop, you fight, like, 17 times. <laughs> Jesus Christ, and I got so tired of it. He gets his own character development. Like, I can understand why people call him annoying, because I, it's very obvious why he yeah. I come find across him, that way to people. I find him annoying from a gameplay sense. I do not at all find him annoying from a story sense, where I actually think he has a pretty good arc. 
I agree. I actually don't mind Hop. Yeah. I know um, one of the common complaints is that he's too similar to Hal, but I didn't. Uh, I think he came That's into the Sun his and own. Moon guy, right? For yeah. yeah. Okay, I just wanted but to make sure. But I feel like Hop, you know, had like a more nuanced like thing because you know he has like an older brother to like live up to and stuff. So like, what is it? I think some of the. I mean, yeah, like if you don't like Hop either, you know, like I, I get it. I don't understand people say he's the worst protagonist of all. I mean, the worst rival of all time because y'all. If anybody who's saying that did not play X and Y because. X and Y had like the worst rivals of all time in that. Oh my gosh, I know. You might as well not have had any. I yeah, um, these. Oh, okay, no, carry on. No, 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 you go on first. Uh, I was just gonna say that I also really appreciated, and this is speaking like me as someone who went through college, decided that what I initially wanted to major in fucking was not for me as like a job, and I would be terribly unhappy doing it, uh, and then changed majors into something I'm much happier with. Um, I think it's a good message to teach kids like, hey, just because you have like a childhood dream and you want to do something, if you find that it's not working for you, it is totally okay to change course and decide you want to do something else with your life. Like, that's a cool and healthy thing to do. And I, I'm happy that they put that in the game that's primarily for children. Because <laughs> I don't think kids yeah. get told that enough. And I think it's good because Leon's just kind of supportive of whatever he wants to do, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'll just say, I... My, my one problem with Hop is that you fight him way too much compared to how much you fight the other two rivals. Yeah. Because um, yeah. you only fight them, uh, what, three times overall? Because I, I know think... you fight them at least twice before the... The championship. Um, the tournament. Yeah. And then, yeah, the tournament arc. And then you yes. fight them You fight them during it. But I, I wish the, the rival battles were spread out and you saw the, the other two more. Because after yeah. Bede gets kind of taken away for destroying the wall, you don't see him for a while. Yeah, Bede goes away for a while. Yeah, and, and then, like, the fairy gym leader comes by and it's like, hey, you want to be a gym leader? And he's like, oh, uh, what? I, I really uh, liked that, though. That was really cute. Yeah, that was funny, but, like... Um, yeah, you don't really see him. Marnie's, thing... like, barely there for the start of the game, even though she gets That's introduced That's what I was going to say. Early. Same for Marnie. You kind of meet her in the hotel, then she kind of like fricks off oh i don't know if i told either of you this but when i first met marnie so the first two times you meet marnie are both in hotels and i thought that i thought that her gimmick was gonna be every time you go to a town and they're like oh you better go rest up at the hotel before you do the challenge tomorrow i thought every single time you would run into marnie and do a fight there and i'm like that is amazing and then that doesn't (laughs) end up being what happens but i really like the idea that every hotel lobby you go into is just people constantly fighting and the employees getting annoyed Honestly, I think I would have preferred that because it would have been funny, at least. Yeah, and then it would be like you could call the hotel when Marnie was there. Yes, I've been trying oh to God. workshop that pun. I wanted to make that podcast. joke, but you did it in a terrible way. So <laughs> I burned the ground. It's, yeah, <laughs> but um, those two characters have interesting arcs because Beak gets character development, and then Marnie kind of does too. Like her whole thing with Piers is interesting. Yeah, but it doesn't come in until like late. Uh, Yeah, I guess it kind of comes in later on in the game too, plus post game. But in other words, really wish that those those battles with Hop were distributed all around to not just him. Yeah, because they were really weren't they really advertised as your rivals? Also, I remember seeing Marty everywhere before. Yeah, they were. You know. Like, also, yeah, in the game promotions leading up to the release, so... 
Yeah. I also think also, Marnie has like a really badass battle. Th- I don't. Badass is a weird word to describe it, but I like Marnie's battle theme a lot, and I wish I got. Oh my the gosh, to I love more. Marnie and Bead's battle theme. Let's talk about the music in this game. It's good. Mm. It's really good. I like the music in this game. I think a some lot. of the crowd chants can get really silly, but overall, I, think I they're like good. them. I'm gonna be that person. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really don't like the music in this game. Like almost all of the songs, like damn trick is first with Pokemon Sword, first with Yik, then with Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh my god! First of I, I all, clarify. one of those is extremely. <laughs> yeah, I should, I should clarify by really like the music in this game. I really like the trainer battle theme in this game. Yeah, same. Like, I couldn't. The rest, I, I can't I, remember the rest. Yeah, yeah. Like. For me, I felt like a lot of the battle themes, like, or just the songs in general, were like, y'all, it, I don't know, like, this sounds like kind of maybe a little too harsh, but it feels like some of the songs are like, y'all are doing this for the eighth time, so you just need to, like, come up with something that sounds similar, but to me, it didn't really, like, strike a chord. And then, like, I mean, I guess that's, like, kind of it. I liked Pierce's, like, battle, or, like, yeah, battle theme, because it was different. That reminds From, like, me. All the other ones. You didn't get to Rose, did you? Because his is weird. No. His is like a JRPG like boss battle thing. Was oh, freaking yeah. like enchanting in the background. It's so weird. Um, Oleana's theme is also very good. One of my favorites. I. So like speaking of the music, the lack of voice acting in this game. While I get it, and I don't mind that it's not there. When Pierce starts singing, it is the <laughs> yeah. most awkward thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's it's that one was so mm. uncomfortable. <laughs> that scene doesn't work. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, that's everything that I feel like I wanted to really cover. I'm, I'm still also like kind of half and half. Like, do I want to write a review for this game and like do something with that? I might do that, but I'm not sure because also. All right. I feel like well, here's one of, thing I'm talking about here, but yeah. Favorite favorite new Pokemon of the generation. Oh, Raboot, for sure. Uh, okay, okay. Pico is a close second. I like Raboot and Morpico a lot. Morpico really grew on me. At first, I thought it was really stupid. And then just the more I saw it, it, got, it was amusing. Also, freaking hangry mode. Hangry oh mode. So dumb. I don't really like Morpico. Hangry mode is very strong, but uh, <laughs> let's see. It's also the fact it just constantly is eating nuts that it has in this little dumb pouch thing. It's very funny. I hmm, maybe like Santa Scorch and like I I know I said this in the first episode, but like uh, I'm just not really feeling like a lot of the designs in Gen Eight. I just kind of think they're just kind of eh. That's fair. I mean, there's like, not very many that resonate with me either. Like, I really like Galarian Ponyta, but there's not many, like, designs I guess I really like as much as that one. Yeah. Even though it's just Ponyta, but cotton candy. I Also, part of my problem is I, past Gen 3, I don't know where anything fucking comes from anymore. Was Phalanx <laughs> in previous games? No. That's a... Okay, that's a that is also favorite. very strong, and I love the edits where people just add music to its idle animation. Those are very funny. <laughs> Um, I guess uh, y'all want to talk about like Dynamaxing? Yeah, okay. actually, because that is a that, and also I want to talk about the Gigantamax stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like 
since you i feel like you are you two are probably like way more like knowledgeable about like the general like pokemon gameplay and like how new additions impact it than i am because you just no. have way more experience oh okay. trick but not me okay <laughs> i'm yeah. not really i'm not really into competitive i like to trade i like to breed but i don't like competitive yeah it's not i am not about that life either so like trick how do you feel like dynamax scene like really plays into things or like how do you feel it do you feel so, like it, it's overall a, a positive change or like positive addition so i can't speak for it like completely because i don't play uh like what is it like cartridge competitive i like dabble periodically with um uh, like pokemon showdown which is like the online like program you can play on I like keeping up with the news more than I like actually play any of it for some reason. I guess I'm just too lazy to make teams and play. But um, when I first, like, when they first announced Dynamaxing, like, I thought, like, it was, like, halfway between, like, lazy, quote-unquote, and a good idea because, like, unlike Mega Evolutions, like, with Dynamaxing, you know, you can, like, do it with any Pokemon, which is, you know, good because like nobody gets left out and then you know later they announced gigantamaxing and it's like this is just like bonus <laughs> mega evolutions but okay. literally leaving them out yeah thanks game freak and then like so i liked it in theory but then like once the game actually came out and i saw like what dynamaxing was i was like this is like kind of it felt like a little uninspired because it's like part mega evolution part like z moves and then you just kind of like mushed it into a giant pokemon and I, I, I it, oh and then like what it ended up being is like a mechanic that's too overpowered in like single battles like apparently from what i understand it's not as bad in doubles but like which is like the main official like format that like competitive pokemon like the company like the tournaments like they have but uh it's like unfortunate that it's like kind of like busted because it's like it's just like too overpowering because it allows like pokemon to just like uh gain too much like momentum and like just sweep you like there's no like good counter for it i guess because like if the opponent dynamaxes your option is to dynamax too so like you can like stall out their Dynamax or there's some stuff like you can just spam substitute if your Pokemon's fast enough, but then like uh, that doesn't always work or there's like really gimmicky stuff with like doubles. I think I saw like a clip of it where like Grimmsnarl used trick onto a, like an Excadrill and it like swapped over like an eject button, which, uh, or an eject pack, which is, like, if that Pokemon holding it gets hit, they get switched out. And uh, then, like, the team members, like, Sylveon hit it with Quick Attack, so that was, like, a funny way to get rid of it. But uh, there's not a lot of options. Like, you have, like, obviously you can't switch them out or, like, force switch them out with, like, Whirlwind or Roar. You can't uh, stall with Protect because it'll break through it. For whatever odd reason, like, weight-based moves like low kick don't work on Dynamax Pokemon. So, uh, for competitive battling, like, that kind of, like, uh, 
what is it? You have to run like kind of weird sets because it's like, oh, what if they Dynamax and you just don't have like a move you can use against it? So it created like weird problems like that. Um, also, it's funny how like they made Gigantamax Pokemon too, but apparently, like, according to a lot of like competitive people, like G Gigantamax Pokemon are worse because the exclusive move that they get is like almost always worse than if they had just had the regular Dynamax version move. Uh -huh. So, like, I think at the end of the day, it ended up being, like, kind of a good idea in theory, but, like, pretty bad in execution, which is unfortunate. Because I like, can only talk about it from a, like, single-player, like, scrub, like, I'm playing with my Tinker Toys through the story of this game, like, perspective. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> I I liked it at the start. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then towards the end of the game, I was like, as soon as I realized that every time it would be a thing in a fight, and I realized that every single time it was going to be, oh, they're going to use it on their last Pokemon. Um, and also I realized, like, oh, there's only so many moves because it converts all the moves into, like, max yeah. flare. Max, like, I realized how limited and, like, samey it felt. And, like, I kind of wish that maybe they mixed it up a little bit. Like, I thought I thought it would be cool if, like oh, this gym leader is just going to Dynamax right away. And I thought, like, oh, you know, like, maybe catch you off guard, like, that could be cool or something. But no, they always use it towards the end. And mm -hmm. also the fact that, like, a lot of them are... This is actually more what I wanted to talk about is how, like, it really feels like they made it in a way to tie into the online component of the game and this idea of, like, raid battles. Like, all of the Dynamax moves, like, boost your allies if you have any, like stats most of the time unless they like decrease or change the weather uh like it all seems like very multiplayer focused like all of the moves and how they're designed um but i don't think it really pays off at the end of the day and i um do you mind if we switch to talking about raid battles i don't know a trick to yeah i was just thinking can we say. talk about the online in this game oh my god it's bad mm. oh my gosh i i <sighs> Okay, so honestly, uh, the the DS and like 3DS Pokemon games online was good, and I don't know what happened here, and it makes it worse because guess what? You got to pay for Nintendo Online, my dudes. And we like can we I tried can I talk really about the hard can I talk like about the trading experiences we had? Yeah, <laughs> please do. Like I tried <laughs> trading with like three or four different people that I know, and I I don't understand why you can't just trade with people on your friends list. It took no, us like to, 15 it, minutes to get that going because it just kept not working or not letting us see each other for some reason. Yeah, that yeah. was... For people yeah. who don't know, you have to input a four-digit code, which is actually not that many digits, and I actually got matched with different people while trying to do this. Yeah, that um, too! But also, even sometimes when you're the only one inputting the code, it just it doesn't register. One time I tried with Trick, it took like 10 minutes like, it didn't connect us with anyone else during that entire time, but it just didn't connect. Then one time with Rothen, I had to try, like, four different times. Yeah. One time got matched with someone else. The last time, hey, went through instantly. I, it just, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know how they screwed it up like this. It's also, bad. like, when you're doing raid battles, sometimes you just won't get anyone at all. The raid battle yeah, like thing. The, like, sticker system to, like, join and all that is, like, why? Yeah. 
Well, especially, so, okay. too, because those stickers don't go away fast enough as soon as you can't. Like, there are so many times it's like, oh, I want to join in on that raid, and it's like, you can't. It's because it's either full or, like, this is from, like, 20 minutes ago. And it's like, they did, they don't update fast enough, and it, it just makes it really frustrating. And then I feel like the vast majority of the times I wanted to do raid stuff and I waited for people to join, nobody would join or only one person would join. And, like, that was just really frustrating because then you have to deal with the AI partners who are terrible, especially oh, yeah. late game. The, the Magikarp that's, like, hooked up to a hose. Yeah. Or Martin Solrock. <laughs> Thanks for no. cosmic powering, buddy. Really don't don't even talk to me when there's that dude with a wobbuffet. Oh my god. <sighs> yeah. I, I hate that shit so much because Well, the problem too is that in these fights, if people die too often, then you immediately lose. And if they if the RNG just decides to target the allies with terrible like Pokemon, then you're just fucked. Yeah, the NPCs all have one brain cell and they share it, but they <laughs> they can't use it. They can't use it at different times. It's really like bad. when one part of the brain cell dies, they also die. It's bad. And I feel like this is where you start to see the limitation of the fact that like these things can only ever have four moves and most of the time when you're like like most of the time I feel when most people are thinking about this, they're not really thinking of building their move set around like double battles or like things like this because like why would you? Because most battles are just one versus one. So, like, it really feels like everyone I've played with, like, the thing that everyone just does is use their best attack. And I think that's really what they want you, like, they want you to be, like, supporting each other and doing a bunch of stuff, but, like, I don't know, like, I joined one of Julian's things and he was way ahead of me, and, like, I just, we just completely got our ass kicked and, like, I was very clearly not prepared, but it really just feels like at the end of the day, like, Oh, you go into these and you you choose something that can attack and do a lot of damage and just it is like a DPS race and it just did not feel satisfying. Yeah, I if I remember correctly, they also said like they wanted this to be like the big like end game thing alongside competitive battling, which it isn't. So Yeah, it's well it's I had I caught the Gigantamax Snorlax, and it was such a frustrating experience because I only was able to do it when I found... I, I was able to get into a raid with two other people, and then we had one AR, AI partner, and even then we almost lost because the AI partner died, like, <laughs> twice, and, like, we were running out of time, but, like, we just barely managed to do it, and it's just, like, the most frustrating thing. Yeah, I did not like that, and I, I don't really know. Like, maybe if there's one that has a really cool design that, like, I care about, maybe I'll go back in and see if I can get it, but I did not think it was fun enough to be a thing that they apparently wanted people to spend a lot of time doing because it just is not fun enough. And, uh, like like we said, like, the online thing behind it is just so obnoxious to deal with. Um, can I can I add one more thing about the online? Yeah, you know how mm -hmm. in the like I think it's the lower left corner of the screen, it gives you little updates and blips, and it's like that would be cute. Except when you have it hooked up online, it's just all these random people that you don't know. It takes space on your screen, and even when you turn off the online, it tells you like, oh, you just caught a Pokemon. Oh, you, you yeah. just, you just, you know, made curry and stuff, and it's like I know I did all these things and you can't turn it off why not 
Yeah, because, like, I do like it when it's like, oh, Julian caught an Oddish. Fuck yeah, Julian. But, like, I don't need to see that I just camped and ate and had a good time. Yeah, it's like, yes, thank you, video game. I know I just did this. You can't, yeah. And unfortunately, it's like you can't just filter it to, like, friends only also. It's just all these random people I don't know. Like, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, Bobby. I don't care about (laughs) the stupid curry you made, idiot. Not my curry. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, uh, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Um, I guess not. Not really. Yeah, I think we're good. We can go to emails. All right, let's do this. Emails. Well, I guess we do have one tweet that was basically, I guess we're kind of talking about, like, I can't remember. Uh, I had it pulled up and then I lost it again. But <laughs> it was from Valdak asking basically if we thought the like backlash was justified and like I think it got really vitriolic and like unreasonable and oh yeah absolutely uh, yeah like I said I think um, a lot of the stuff part of the game shouldn't have come out the way it did especially when it comes to the online capabilities like how bad the wild area gets when you turn online is absolutely terrible. And it should not run that way. Um, I do think they should have worked on this game more than they did. However, I do think people got really, really, really bad with the complaints, especially, you know, doing stuff like sending death threats to employees and stuff. Yeah, like, and all that. The, like they, it's too much. Yeah, like it's, they it's had okay. to cancel like the launch day like party thing that they were going to have in Japan because they were probably like afraid of like, you know, crazy people doing stupid shit that they shouldn't. Yeah. Like, that's, like... I think it also encapsulates, like, how, like, much of the fan base is literal children <laughs> because of how, like, absolutely absurd, like, the complaints got. No, you don't understand, Trick. The actual children don't care that much. Well, okay, I guess I should clarify <laughs> <Yeah>. man-children. <laughs> there you go. With, you know, a non-existent amount of social skills, like... Because, like, because, yeah. like, I wanted to, like, see the League stuff. I was on, like, r slash Pokemon a lot, like, around that time. Like, all the leaks were coming out. It's, like, I had to, like, filter through all these, like, absurd, like, weirdos just, like, pissing their <laughs> pants over tree textures and whatnot. It's, like, The more y'all. I think about this game and its development is the more I'm just realizing, like, the things that people are actually mad about is the fact that, like... At the end of the day, like, this series has gotten to this, like, place where they're doing almost yearly releases, if not yearly releases, for some stretches of time. Um, people are just constantly asking for more and more, and because of how the series goes, uh, that means just everything needs to be better, there needs to be more content than ever, be- ever before, and just, like, it is completely unsustainable, and they're, like... I think normally what most series would do is they would do a reboot at this point, but unfortunately because of how this series has been marketed and what people love about the series is all of the iconic characters and their designs and all, like, this series just can't do that as easily as other series can, so they're stuck in this place where they constantly need to one-up themselves even though it's getting more and more expensive and is going to, like, take more and more time that they're clearly not allowing themselves or being given. (laughs) Um, and it's just unsustainable, and it's just part of this like weird capitalist game design industry problem where it just needs to keep expanding at a rate that is not 
possible um right. over a long enough like over decades this this just something needs to give and what gave was hey we can't fit in all of these little critters anymore because there's just not enough there's just Time. not enough manpower to make all that work <laughs> so it's unfortunate that like you know they're getting like the brunt of it because people just they also partially don't understand like how game development works like I understand because it's like super frustrating when you think about it because like you know Pokemon is like literally one of the biggest IPs on the planet and the problem can't be solved by like just throwing more money at it or if it is possible it's clearly way too much money for like the Pokemon company to consider doing and they won't. I think it would just take a really long time like a really long time too. Yeah like because hey this game sword and shield they sold six million copies like if like that's a lot they're not they're gonna look at those numbers and be like sweet we barely did anything and we still made a ton of money yeah and i say a ton of money but like apparently the video game sales only make up about like a third of like their annual like income all their all their money comes from the merchandise that makes sense. So like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So like, hey, anybody who was like, I'm gonna boycott the games, like, I get where you're coming from, but like, your money literally doesn't mean anything yeah. in the long run. And like, I mean, like we like kids don't care. They yeah, just want the new care. thing. And yeah. like for that audience, That's this game is perfectly fine. Like, I don't yeah. think any of those kids would even have any of the complaints we even said here that mm-hmm. are less extreme than a lot of the complaints that people online had. Unless if they're also going online. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um it's just a weird like the the thing I say for like the people who are really mad and like if if I do write that review the thing I wanted to leave off with that too I don't know if I'll write that because I honestly a lot of what I had to say I just ended up saying in this podcast but it's like man there's a lot of different RPGs out there there are a lot of different monster collecting RPGs mm-hmm. out there like if this yeah. isn't the one that's doing it for you go check out like any of the million alternatives like yeah. you got Digimon you got Yokai Watch you got SMT yeah, like SMT, there's yeah. so and many there, out there that you can try out people are starting to make like indie RPGs that are literally poking like as its primary inspiration you know like go look those up too like you're at no shortage of alternatives if you want something yeah, like, that will fill the void in your heart that you are feeling with this. Like, I get, like, that, you know, Pokemon might be a big thing to you, but, you know, you shouldn't put all your eggs into this basket, like... Yeah. That's, like, frankly, for any, like, fandom thing you might be into, honestly. Well, if you stick with any given series long enough at some point, you're going to find something in it that disappoints you. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, your expectations might just start... Yeah, or just, like, different creators get involved, circumstances change, you never know. So, like, I mean, like, always, like, just, yeah, like, that's what I recommend. Like, think about, like, the things you like about the series and, like, go search out alternatives that also have those in common and you'll probably be a lot happier than just screaming about how the double kick animation just has the thing bounce Mm -hmm. twice, which... I don't know, man. <laughs> and I mean, I think it's totally understandable for people to have disappointment or be upset about it. But there's a certain point where it's like you gotta you gotta step back and really think if it's worth yeah. it. <laughs> you know, yeah. people got very heated about this game that is literally made for toddlers and people who are well, not toddlers, but people who are 
past the point of being a toddler like it yeah. is this is a game for like six and seven year olds who yeah like it, it's, it's like fam like breathe at some point you need to realize you are no longer the target demographic and that is completely okay and like you can still enjoy it for what it is but like you also need to acknowledge that these games are made for those people not necessarily like what long-term fans want and like the hardcore fans because they actually make up a very small percentage of the player base so yeah um yeah i think we can go to like emails proper since that was like a twitter thing thanks Ooh, fellback emails. uh ultimate trainer says i really hate the concept of pokeballs pokeball tech can use uh or pokeball tech can catch pokemon gods and legends without fail with the master ball who's to say <gasps> people can't just use them to catch people and enslave them are you guys pro pokeball that sounds very accusatory holy <laughs> 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 Would you want to see a traditional Pokemon game that doesn't use them? How would you try to transition current traditional Pokemon games to not use them? What's your favorite Pokeball design? Ooh, that's mm. a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like the ones that... Are they the premium ones that are just the white with the red line that you yeah, get if you buy a lot? Balls. This is the Premier yeah. Balls, right? Premier, yeah. yeah I, like, I think yeah, those look really sleek. Yeah, you get them from buying 10 Pokeballs. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I, I mean, I like the standard Pokeball. Yeah, it's iconic. Yeah, I can't go wrong with the classic. Yeah, it's pretty basic, but it looks, you know, that's what it is. I think the Master Ball with the purple is also pretty pretty dope. Yeah, the Hmm. Wario underwear ball. Um, I think it would actually be really cool to have a Pokemon game where you didn't have to have a Pokeball and you could, you know, just have Pokemon showing up with you. And they kind of set a precedent with that, with like Yellow and HeartGold and SoulSilver and all those games, huh? I think it'd be a very, it would have to be a very different kind of Pokemon game. Yeah, but I mean, there are ways that it could work. It would just kind of mm-hmm. take a lot of time to think about it. But uh, yeah, I'm down. I'm not, you know, pro slavery. I was not J.K. Rowling. Why? Yeah, my poke, my Pokemon likes slavery. It's fine. Go in the Pokemon. Yeah, my Pokemon. <laughs> you just gotta, you get, so just gotta feed it curry until it's happy. Master has given Pikachu a Pokeball. <laughs> okay. All right, that's enough of that one. Okay. Um Yeah, let's go to the next one. Thank you, Ultimate Trainer. This is from Uzuki. I guess I like the luxury ball design. That one looks neat. I don't know what no, that one hold on. That one. I'm gonna look no. up. Yeah, that's the other thing is that I don't remember a decent chunk of the designs too, unfortunately. Oh, it has like uh it's like all black with the yellow rings and oh, yeah. looks like a snake Fancy. or something. Fancy. Um, okay. Uh let's see. Uzuki says, Hey gang, although I haven't gotten very far into Pokemon Shield, it's an enjoyable ride, but there are little things that seem off, like the cinematic cutscenes being very animated but lacking any voice, uh making it feeling extremely awkward. Certain areas feeling not flushed out and the story feeling a bit more rust, uh, rushed than usual. With all that, would you like to see the Galar region expanded upon in a third version that will finish or add stuff like in RSE, or would you prefer to a sequel game like Black and White 2? Or do you think they'll skip both as they did with X and Y? Honestly, I wouldn't mind if they did more in this region, because, again, hey, I feel like it's a lot of wasted potential, and that's yeah. kind of how I felt with X and Y. Um... I really, uh, I really wouldn't mind. Yeah, wait, no, I already said that. Um, yeah, 
Um, I, I do wish that they would do like downloadable content and like updates and stuff. Like the, yeah, the, there the, we go. DLC would be good. The one problem, and like I have to admit, like this probably would be an issue, is like Fang. I said I kind of said something similar in the first episode, and Fang pointed out like for a lot of kids, their parents still don't like to like buy things online, even if it's through like a game store thing or something. Mm-hmm. And I thought like oh, that is true, and I don't. I think Nintendo knows that, and I don't know if they'd want to do that, but like ideally i would love them to do like expansion packs for this game where it's like hey we added 150 more in a bunch of different areas and there's so much they could expand on in this game too yeah on top of that you know they could just continue to ring out like game freaks employees and then just have them make another game for 60 dollars and with no quote-unquote effort there's a Mm, i mean a lot of their like expense i mean so unfortunately um like, like I think a, like like really detailed expansion packs would be nice, but unfortunately, not really gonna happen. But um, something that I'd like to see is somebody that I'd point like I saw this pointed out somewhere online. Um, I kind of want them to get rid of the uh, the trains because like if you look at the map and then like notice if you just take a look around the map there's a lot of empty space that we just don't travel to yeah, like, yeah. it feels like some like it's literally rail like your adventures rail railroaded in the sense in that like you're not exploring as much as you have in like the previous games because you're just not only that is you don't even really use a train that much yeah game. that yeah that too like despite the fact that there's trains everywhere like they just like take up map space and like can't explore. <laughs> like it's kind of unfortunate. Like, yeah, it'd be kind of neat if the trains could take you to area that you fly to. Uh, yeah, I think that answers that. Thanks, Suzuki, for the question. Uh, this one's from our pal Derry. Uh, Hi, Derry. Yeah. Derry says, Howdy, y'all. It is Pokemon season. Personally, I've never really cared about actually playing Pokemon. When I was a kid, I had the compulsive need to try to level up whenever or whatever Pokemon I thought looked cool. So my games just wound up being me constantly switching Pokemon back into my team to grind with little progress being made. That said, I always look forward to new Pokemon releases because I like all the fan art people make. I especially like it when people make fan art of Pokemon based off of one-off gimmicks like making Alolan versions of Pokemon that don't have one or Gigantamax versions like this really cool Mimikyu I saw. Uh, Two questions. One, if you were the leader of a gym, what Pokemon-type gym would you run? And two, what Pokemon do you most closely associate with? I like Esper. They always look like they're just vibing. I think there's a lot of answers for me. Um, uh, yeah. Meowth or Ampharos. Meowth because cats, also money, and it's kind of it's kind of like the little um, Asian good luck cat, you know, which I always love and has a big part of culture for me. So. Yeah. Meowth. Trick. Oh. Uh, I don't know. That's that's kind of hard, actually. Like I don't know. The... I will say, say like, Slowbro mm-hmm. is an eternal fucking mood, dude. <laughs> I always have a weird shell thing biting my ass too for some reason. It's a <laughs> problem I should probably get looked into. But there's a very Rosencore Pokemon. <laughs> God damn it, stop using the term Rosencore. 
This is the worst like, word that like, has No, you have, like, a very, like, specific... Like, you look at the face. Look at Esper's face. Look at Slowbro's face. You like Shelder, too, don't you? Yeah, and, like, I love Shelder. Yeah, I know you do. The, all that Pokemon that you like have a very similar-looking stupid face going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. like those Pokemon are, like... They got two brain cells. They're currently using one. The other is <laughs> off. Who knows where? Yeah... Come um, on, Trick. Oh, yeah, I can't really think of a Pokemon that like, I vibe with like that. Like, I don't know. There's Damn. a lot of Pokemon I like, but like... That's fine. That's fair. You're not um, a Cloister guy? No. Don't. Do not. Let's not engage in that. I, <laughs> okay. I feel like there's something I'm missing here. <laughs> Gym later types, my friend. <laughs> okay. Um... I would I would probably say darker ghost because I'm a dumbass edge lord. I think I would really like psychic, but I think a lot of people say that I would use water. So one of those two. I like ice and psychic types, but then like people who know me like well would probably say fire because I like sound <laughs> like I get angry <laughs> all the time. <laughs> See, like, I feel like people would say I would either be electric or steel because of, like, how, like, much technology shit is involved with my life, like, especially through work and all that. So I could see that, too, I guess. Has there ever been a poison gym? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah in Gen 1. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Was... Come on, Rosal. Poison seems very underrepresented in terms of people's, like, liking types. Well, I think a lot of poison is also usually mixed with bug types, too, isn't it? Yeah, except for, like, the snakes, yeah. yeah like, later on, there are more, like, pure poison types, or, like, poke or mixed with others, but early on, yeah. Has Same there ever with, been like, a normal gym? Yes. Yeah? Okay. Like, too. you were... Rem- Oh yeah. Well, that's don't right. you also remember being Sapphire? Your dad was really the normal type. That's of true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. His name was Norman, the normal gym oh, leader. Oh, I never put that two and two together. Fuck. Yeah. Hey. Can't believe Norman Reedus with your dad. Oh shit. And you put him. You named him a deli bird and put him away. <laughs> yeah. It all comes back. Uh. Always love to hear from your podcast. Love to hear from y'all, even if we never show up in calls. That is okay, Derry. Uh, yeah. Also, in the last episode, Fang mentioned that Moon RPG was called uh, an Undertale-like. Toby Fox has actually been on the record saying Moon was an inspiration for Undertale and links to a tweet thread where Toby Fox talks about how cool Moon, Moon is. So that's cool, and I'm still looking forward to Moon's eventual, uh, eventual re-release on Switch and localization. That seems like a yeah. good game. Speaking of Toby Fox, that Toby Fox game, uh, Toby Fox song in the game, am I right, guys? Yeah. What it's is good. the song? I don't remember it. It's in the Battle Tower. Oh, that's why I don't know. Yeah, it's a good song. You can tell it's Toby Fox, though. Oh, it, 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 it is such an... As soon as, like, because I had heard it before, but I kind of forgot about it, and as soon as I heard it, I'm like, man, that's, that is such a Toby Fox-ass song. <laughs> like, it's a Toby good song. Energy. It's very it's, much his style. It is so obvious which one it is out of the game soundtrack. It's it's good. Oh. I'm happy he got the opportunity to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm glad. This one's from Mizu, who says, Hello, Champion Rosin, which please, please don't call me that. 
champion <laughs> rosin <laughs> only my ex-girlfriends have been allowed to call me that now um and other nerds Oof, this is why they're exes huh <laughs> yeah they're like i don't want to call you champion that's very unhealthy and creepy um is there any uh... <laughs> Fuck, I can't focus now. Champion um, Rosin, pay attention. <laughs> please stop this. Um, is there any aspect of the Pokemon franchise that annoys you with every game because they don't change it? I hate that they can't uh, be bothered to actually model the mons to scale. It'd be hilarious to not even see some of them because they're like one centimeter tall. <laughs> yeah, they used to do... I mean, I guess it wasn't game specifically. It was Genius Sonority that uh, made like the Coliseum games. Like... If you played Ruby and Sapphire and you didn't look at the Pokedex entry, you wouldn't. I wouldn't have known that Roselia is like six inches tall. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, oh, man. Have you like, seen screenshots of people using like Whale Lord in this game? It's so funny because it's yeah, so it's tiny. So, yeah. I still yeah, remember I think... the day I realized I was taller than Charizard and just being like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> Charizard's just that big. Charizard's five foot seven. Charizard's a mullet. Yeah. Shoutouts to Alice. Alice, you need to get on one of these one day. She's just gonna call you Branlet the entire time. I know it's fine. Okay, Branlet. Um, no, that I think that just became worse as the games um transitioned to three D. Mm-hmm. Like two D, it wasn't as bad, but like with three D models, it's just really yeah. noticeable. Like they just can't handle like the 3d space the third dimension is too much pichu is literally one foot tall oh is there anything that uh you wish they do or should have done with sword and shield i think it would have been cool if they stopped being as safe as possible each generation Imagine, for example, a Dynamax Waylord that's too big to even fit into the gyms floating overhead instead. <laughs> um, I I mean, I think my thing was just I wish they got rid of routes and just went way, they leaned way harder into the open world exploration thing and just expanded the wild area to be the main traversal of the game. I think that would have been a lot more interesting. Yeah, I think that's kind of an interesting concept. I wouldn't have minded. I really wish they did more wild area. Like, yeah. just in general. Mm-hmm. Like, more with the wild area, maybe, like, I guess, man, maybe just give them, like, another fucking year to develop these games. Like, come on. <laughs> or, like, like, have another company do it, like Genius Sonority with, you know, like, the Coliseum games. Honestly, you know? I think that, because I, I know some people have been talking, like, especially, like, critics that are kind of, like, closer to me that, like, maybe they play one every few years, but, like, I, I know Gita Jackson kind of referenced this in her review, but it's, like, it's becoming apparent what the limitations are of like the core gameplay and like they probably shouldn't change it because i mean it has its appeal and they're popular for a reason but it would be cooler if they start to do spin-offs like the Col- cuz i mean coliseum was a little bit more it was different edgy. like all double battles little quote unquote edgy yeah yeah like edgy. but i mean it felt like it was going for a kind of a different, different take like, or tone. an audience or yeah. tone yeah like, I, I remember thinking, like, this is the teenager one, like, when I was younger, which is stupid because it's still made for kids. But, like, it had a different, a little bit darker tone. It was a little more serious in some ways. And, like, I think it would be cool if they did at least something like that where they, they had spinoffs that, like, yeah, like, similar gameplay and, like, maybe were able to focus on some things and maybe be a little more complex or at the very least offering more difficulty options in the games themselves. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah that'd like, be nice. Mm-hmm. Instead of uh, making the most obscure way to put a difficulty modifier in your game, uh, yeah, I would appreciate just, you know, a proper difficulty selection from the start. Because I do like playing, you know, the main, like, story just for the gameplay. But, like, because, like, the main games are too easy, I have to go to, like, ROM hacks or fan games to uh, get that itch if I ever get it. Which is... You know, obviously a hit or miss problem. Yeah. Uh, what... kind of. Oh yeah, carry on. No, I was gonna say I kind of wish they did more of like a. I mean, story is obviously not like the biggest selling point of Pokemon, but I wouldn't mind if they kind of expand on it more because when it's bad, it's very noticeable. It gets very Saturday morning cartoon in places. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. I feel like that would have really actually helped with the game a lot. Yeah. Um, what do you want from the next games or even just whatever they do next for Gen 8? I think that they set themselves up for a sequel instead of doing slightly upgraded third versions. Pretty much all the characters you meet are at some new point in their life at the end of the game, and a time skip could expand on that. Maybe add more parts to the wild area since it just stops halfway through the map. Uh. Hmm. I mean, it'd be kind of cool. Like, I, I think what I would prefer is, like, if they do a sequel or something, which I don't even know, like, I think, I feel like I've had my fill. I kind of I kind of neglected to say this earlier, but, like, I feel like now that I've played this, I've had my fill for the series for a bit again, and, like, maybe I'll pick up the next one, but, like, if I do, it probably would be on sale or something. I picked up Ultra Moon just to be like, oh, in case I get the itch to play another one of these, like, in the, like, whatever, like... I'll have it on hand, uh, and I like I got it half off because those games like rarely go on sale. So I don't know. I might just play that. But like, if they do do a sequel, what I would like to see if I ever got around to it is like completely new cast of characters, but like Marnie and Bede are still like the gym tri- like are still the gym leaders. Like I think that could be neat. I mean, I think if they did do a sequel, uh, some of the gym leaders would be returning, while Marnie and Bede would definitely be in there. Yeah. Um, I think maybe, hopefully, they would expand on the cities. Um, I would, honestly, the one of my big issues with the wild area is it just kind of feels like a big old field with some stuff there. Yeah. I would have actually really liked more detailed environments. I think that would that could have looked really cool. Because some of their routes look good actually don't look that bad the problem is they're just kind of nothing but if Mm -hmm. the wild area could have you know even a little bit of that detail it would have been a lot nicer because like a lot like the first part just really looks like a forest and like field with like rivers and shit and like like, yeah like weird little set pieces i guess like just thrown about like a haunted weird tower thing and like yeah and like it doesn't start to get more interesting until towards the end but then like it ends then you're yeah at the end um like imagine if there was a part of it that was like a little forest that had those glowy mushroom things from like the other like yeah or even like the part with the tower what if it was more like ruins or you know or like what if there was a cave there or something no it's, yeah or, yeah you don't have enter. anything like that yeah. yeah also i think it's really goofy how like the the final area is like this weird like island thing that's like has like a weird stonehenge on it that's off to the side that feels really tiny and <laughs> the more time i spend there picking up stones and trying to catch the evolutions realizing that it's actually not that cool of a place to be the final it's area. nothing it's just it, there's stonehenge with some grass yeah uh, 
they didn't do much with those areas. Yeah. And it's disappointing. Because uh, they, they re- especially with the Pokemon that show up on the overworld, it could have looked really cool, like, seeing Pokemon in an environment, you know? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. But, I mean, if they make a sequel, what timeline are they going to follow? Because if y'all don't know, like, in Pokemon Shield, like, what is it? Like, because Melanie wants, like, her son Gordy to, like, take over. But in Shield, like, they get in a big fight over it, which apparently splits the town. And, like... <laughs> You know, he doesn't take over, but in Sword, he does, so, like... Mm. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Uh, they could find some way around it. I don't think it'd be... They both quit and someone new came in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's... Yeah. Double, double battle, double gym leader. They've done it before. They can do it again. Yeah. Although they have different types. Oh, my types. God, wait a minute. What's the last time they did that Gen 3? Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I think so. Hmm. Mm, I mean, maybe. oh wait, I think, wait. Well, because yeah. um, the other gen, that's when they had, that was, no, that wasn't double battle. That was, hmm. that rotating? The one with the waiters? I can't even remember. Was that, a, I don't, was it? I don't know. Yeah. It's been too long. Shoutouts, anti-shoutouts to rotation battles. That was stupid. I don't even yeah. know what those are. <laughs> You That's rotate like the Pokemon you... in battle, Rosin. Yeah, like, okay. there's like three Pokemon on each team out at the same time, but like you could just choose to rotate so like whoever ends up attacking or or whatnot. It was it was, it was stupid. Yeah, it kind of shows it hasn't really come back and you don't even know what it is. Yeah. They obviously aren't going to do triple battles anymore because frame rate will probably... Triple battles take so freaking long. Yeah. I cannot do... Um, and then Mizu closes out the email by say, by saying, I know there's a lot wrong with Sword and Shield, but the gym battles, multiple rivals, music, and probably most of all, not being shown the entire decks beforehand for once made these the most enjoyable Pokemon titles I've played in a while. Sorry for the short email. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, overall, I, I had a solid time with it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah, I agree. I had I had fun with the game. There were a lot of shortcomings that were really frustrating. Again, especially with the online aspects, but like it was a really enjoyable game. Oh, I thought yeah. it was fun. I had a, Wait, no. I got a solid forty hours out of it and it, most of my major problems didn't really start to like annoy me until like probably the last five of those hours. I enjoyed it. I think it did what it, you know, was meant to do, which is I guess entertain me for what a mainline game can do. But uh, actually, I just got reminded. Um, it's unfortunate that you know it's, this this has been an ex, like a noticeable problem X and Y. A little bit less noticeable in Sun and Moon, but like Sword and Shield, like the other two, are still very front loaded. In that, like the first up to the first three gyms, it's like a pretty noteworthy adventure, and then like it just the game picks up the pace like crazy, like the downtime between gyms four and five are like literally nothing like you just go from one to the other like oh yeah you're right yeah and i think like from uh afterwards it's it's a little better like unlike x and y oh my god x and y was really bad about that but uh yeah kind of wish that was something that they could like do fix but that one might be a little too hard for them given i think they 
it kind of goes into like remember in the old games though where you would have to like deal with like the villain teams and whatever story stuff was going on yeah. you don't really do that here because they're like oh no little kid don't do it yeah. go on with your gym challenge yeah. unfortunately <laughs> Just, thanks leon you and your charizard my mm. favorite new my generation favorite. pokemon yep. oh yeah mm. <laughs> but yeah fun game um understandably might be disappointing to a lot of people but it's not bad yeah yeah uh well that was the last email so i feel like we can wrap up here um move on to a different topic you mean oh no what no i'm just kidding i was about to say i didn't, didn't prepare for shit oh no you got the two people that play a bunch of gotcha and <laughs> no no well, actually, I just changed my last name to Skywalker, so let's talk about that. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Y'all can have the y'all can make your own podcast. I'm leaving. No. Um... Okay. Bye. <laughs> Damn! I can't believe I <laughs> I can't believe my podcast has been taken over. This is the last time you'll hear my voice on this feed. Um, no, I um. I did create a little list here just because this is probably going to be the last thing that goes up before, well, like other than like a Patreon vlog that I have to do because y'all pay me to do that. Um, but this I'm is, sorry if you do. No, it don't say that is good quality. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, Ross give and Ross Ross and content money. is good. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry. Thank I'll you. put more content. Please give me money. I'm not, no. Um, <laughs> Engage um, in capitalism, you know. <laughs> um, no, you're because, giving to, like, you're giving yeah, to you're directly, yeah, That's yeah, fine. It it's to not, somebody. it's not a yeah. <laughs> Wow, now who's being not supportive? <laughs> okay, um, oh, and also I did, one of my friends pointed out that I was, a major dumbass for for not uh doing this as a reminder and i probably should at the end of every episode uh if you want to have an ad on this podcast go ahead on patreon and there is a 12 dollar tier where you can advertise just whatever project just um you know reach out to me beforehand and just kind of let me know what it is and if i feel like it's a good fit for the show and i'm happy to shout it out um go ahead and pledge to that tier and uh just send me if you want to do like an ad read i can work with you on that or like if you just want to give me the details on what it is you want me to do an advertisement for i can do that for you and uh it's a good way to like you know if you have a creative thing that you want to show off um i'd be more than happy to give it a platform here with a you know the audience i do have that listens to my stuff and i i think it's better than just doing like ads for like fucking razor blades and other stupid gamer shit so <laughs> um like mattresses and chairs yeah casper so. mattresses <laughs> yeah i know uh squarespace can no um, so yeah, I just, one of my friends was like, why the fuck didn't you talk about that in literally your second episode? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I should probably say that that's a thing every time. <laughs> so people, you know, know it's there if it's the first episode or whatever. So I'll, I'll do that. It probably won't be as long as this time again, but, um, but yeah, other than that, um, just because like the decade is closing out here, um, I, and you know, this is the first decade my channel has been a thing, which is, you know, it's cool. This is pretty special. Uh, I had just a very short list of people I wanted to thank, and really it's more like groups, just because there is way too many people to ever possibly, like, just wrap it all up in, in one go. Um, but yeah, obviously, if, you're, if you've been a constant viewer, or even honestly, if you've just viewed a few of my things, even if you just discovered me recently, I want to thank you so much for... Uh, taking the time to experience my stuff and uh you know leaving whatever feedback you have left or 
you know, just taking the time to engage with it at all. It really means a lot to me as someone who tries to create stuff that people enjoy. Uh, I want to thank all the Twitter mutuals and fun people I interact with on there, even if you, you don't watch my shit, which, you know, there's a lot of Twitter <laughs> friends I have who do not watch any of the stuff I make. And that's cool. Uh, Y'all have brightened up my day many a times. Um, I want to thank everyone who is a part of the Rosin Brand Discord. I know I'm not in there nearly enough, especially when I get busy with uh, days like today, or I mean months like this month or whatever, and uh, I wish I popped in more regularly because y'all uh, y'all deserve to, uh, you know, just uh, let you know that uh, I appreciate y'all a lot, and I'm happy that we've created a cozy little community that has overall gone pretty smooth and uh, has been, you know, a fun and uh, just enjoyable place for people to spend their time and, you know, feel like they have a cool place on the internet to do that and hang out and have a good time. Uh, I want to thank the mods on that Discord, some of whom I just kind of made mods and didn't really, like, give too much warning beforehand just because we needed people who could ban people if they were being assholes. <laughs> so, you know, if... <laughs> Just in case you're wondering how I <laughs> decide authority in my life, that's how I do it. Um, but yeah, special shout-outs to Laura, Zayla, Leon, and Ultimate Trainer. You have all done a wonderful job making sure that everything is, you know, being taken care of and nothing gets out of hand in there. You know, thankfully, everything has mostly been okay. But, you know, every once in a while, someone suddenly reveals that they're a Holocaust denier and needs to be taken care of. So... <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that has luckily been a very rare, very, very rare occurrence, but sometimes some weird stragglers and assholes walk into um, places they don't belong. So uh, everyone who has ever participated in my Patreon, new and old, um, no matter what level of support you give me, it genuinely means the world to me. And trust me when I say every cent I make from Patreon and YouTube ad revenue feels so much more rewarding than any of the money I've ever gotten at any of like my like big boy jobs. So <laughs> thank you so much. Um, and I, it just means the world to me that people would go out of their way and use their hard-earned money to support me of everything in this world that they could possibly support. It is honestly like just a baffling thing, and it's still hard for me to wrap my head around it that I am worthy of that in some people's minds. Um I want to thank everyone who's ever guested on any of my videos or channels or have been podcast co-hosts or guests throughout the uh, many years. Yeah, this y'all. Um, it's, you know, this is, you know, it, it takes a lot of time to record these and like y'all, y'all spend your nights or however long talking about shit before the show started. Trick and I were talking about the fact that we recorded a five hour podcast together a few years back, which is just ridiculous to even think that we, you know spend that much time doing anything or whatever but it's um, fun hell yeah yeah and um ah fuck ah, god damn it again i i told myself i wouldn't do this i'm getting a little teary-eyed but i wanted to thank y'all and like y'all know who you are if you're listening to this it's everyone in the like my primary friend like discord group and all that but i want to thank y'all for being some of the most supportive friends i've ever had fuck um being the most supportive friends i've ever had and just sticking with me and that we've all been able to stick together and be there yeah we stuck other. with you this long we're not leaving now <laughs> yeah yeah uh like marie i legitimately remember around like 2014 having a conversation with you like we're like we were just kind of giggling about like oh yeah like the idea that like this group would still be around after like five years and like a lot of us have stuck around for like <laughs> longer than that and yeah. it's just um 
it's really special and i'm happy that we've all been able to like it's it's such a cool thing to know that um like we all met and we've all been able to uh do this together and just talk each other through bullshit for so long it it's genuinely one of the like highlights of my life so oh man same here yeah and uh you know i hope we can keep being friends through the decade as well hell yeah even if we're not doing stupid things together yeah (laughs) for sure and you the viewer are well you're not my friend you're just listening to this brought to you by viewers like you (laughs) yes i have i have some boundaries i'm not friends with anyone who listens to my stuff that's that's a very one-sided relationship but um no but i am happy that you've been able to listen on to my friend groups and listen to our weird shenanigans because they get really weird sometimes um but yeah uh just in general um i'm really happy with how everything's gone how everything's been uh the more i stumble onto like different weird nooks and crannies of youtube the more i realize that many people do not have the many people do not even like get to the place that i'm at in terms of like having people supporting them or having people even bothering or giving them attention and um you know every like day that i think about that i i just am so you know I don't want to say feel blessed because I'm not that person, but like I, I feel honored that people care this much, uh, and I I hope that um, going into the 2020s we can make all this shit even more fun and even better and even cooler. So, yeah, I'm not gonna stop making videos anytime soon. Y'all ain't gonna get rid of me. So, hell yeah, let's uh, close out the decade and uh, say bye, y'all. But uh, hope y'all had a good time listening to this podcast. Take care of yourselves, and uh, I'll see you next year, because I'm going to be a douchebag and say that. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.